Hey friends, it's Jenna Overbaugh here. I'm a licensed professional counselor and I'm here to help you do all the hard things, including busting through your fear, intrusive thoughts, and worry so you can live your best life. Some of my earliest memories were being anxious and I lived my life that way until I learned more about OCD and anxiety. Since then, I learned as much as I could and I've been helping people overcome their fear and worry since 2008. Over the years, I've acquired some of the best education, training, and empowerment tools to help you understand your brain a little bit better and to finally overcome all of that fear that's been holding you back. Now, if you're ready to learn more, let's get to it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of All the Hard Things. We are getting into it today. We are going to be talking about courage versus confidence. So many of you, and I know I've been there myself, trust me, we wait for the right time or we wait for the right feeling before we go and do the anxiety-provoking thing. And I hope that by the end of this episode, you just go and do the dang thing and you no longer wait for that feeling of confidence. So we're going to break it down really, really nicely today, the difference between courage and confidence and how to apply it to OCD and anxiety recovery, specifically through exposure and response prevention. So like I said, a lot of the times, one of the big objections that I get to doing the scary things or to reducing the rituals is that someone's just not ready. They don't feel brave yet. They don't feel confident yet. And what we have to change instead is that expectation that that confidence is going to come before you do the scary thing. So you're not going to feel confident and with it and ready to go and confident and you know sure of yourself before you do the scary thing or before you take that leap, before you resist the ritual, before you do that exposure, blah, blah, blah. So courage means that you do something. You do something, right? So even if you look this up on Google, look it up. It's a very behavioral definition. Courage is doing something or the feeling, you know, that you have to cultivate to do something that is scary. And the definition really of courage to me is that you do the scary thing because you know that it's scary and you know that it's good for you, right? That's courage. Confidence comes after. So I really think of it as courage comes first. You have to have courage, you have to be brave. You do the scary thing with trust, with faith not knowing that it's going to go well, but you are ready for whatever, right? You're just kind of ready to take the, to take that leap of faith because you're sick of living your life the alternative way. And then after you do that scary thing, then comes confidence. Then comes this feeling of, holy cow, I can't believe I did that. That was incredible. And then the next time that you have to go through that scary situation or a similar situation, you have a little bit more confidence, right? But we're never going to have confidence first. So they are distinct in that way. They both relate to facing fears. They both relate to challenges in OCD and anxiety recovery, but you can't wait to feel confident before you do the scary thing. You can really only be brave. You can really only have courage. Um, 
And again, the definition of either of those things is that you do the scary thing because you know that it's scary in spite of it being scary, even though it is scary. So with that really comes this acceptance, right? That there is going to be some discomfort. There's this acceptance that you're not going to feel 100% cool with it, that you're not going to feel 100% great and ready to go and confident that we can no longer wait for that feeling of 100%. I feel good. I'm in the right zone. I'm in the right mental state, whatever. We have to just go and do the dang thing. And then that confidence will come after. And what I love is the concept of self-efficacy. So for those of you who don't know, the concept of self-efficacy really means your belief in your ability to do something new or something different or something difficult. So the example that I always give to people is that I have never played volleyball in my life, um, but if for some reason, by some weird circumstance, I would somehow be asked or have to play volleyball, you know, maybe happy hour with my friends or something, or they were on a league and I just needed to help them out, I would be like, okay, fine, sure, whatever, uh, because I have pretty good self-efficacy. Uh, self-efficacy doesn't mean that I think I'm going to kick butt at, at volleyball. It just means that if I, that I will figure it out. It means that I will figure it out and I will either, you know, fumble my way through it and somehow be good. Or if I am not good at it, I will also figure that out too, that I will also deal with that. I can deal with it one way or the other. Again, self-efficacy is really your belief in your ability to do hard things. And so you don't just have self-efficacy, you have to nurture it. You have to go after it. You have to build it. And you really only build that self-efficacy as a result and as a byproduct of having done difficult things in the in the past, right? So the reason why I have probably pretty good self-efficacy is because I've done a lot of scary things before. I've started a podcast. I started my own business. I am the kind of person who probably would just get up and play volleyball for no reason. I don't care what other people think, right? But there was a time where that probably wasn't true, but I did take that chance. I took that brave step. I, I, I acted courageously. And over time, that became, you know, confidence in me. That became something that really spoke to my self-efficacy and that self-efficacy really increased. So big story, big picture so far. Courage and bravery and confidence are not the same thing. Courage and confidence are not the same thing. We cannot wait for confidence first. We have to just be courageous. We just need bravery. We don't need to be confident. We just need to be brave. So when it comes to exposure and response prevention, obviously being brave and being courageous, it's kind of necessary, right? So exposure and response prevention is a highly effective treatment for OCD and anxiety. It requires you to uh, push yourself outside of your comfort zone to resist and reduce safety behaviors or rituals, compulsions, and also to reduce avoidance of these things that were and are very scary to you. Um, so there's lots of different ways that this comes up. I have so many more resources on my website about OCD and anxiety and the cycle and exposure and response prevention and how it works and why it works and all of that. But exposure and response prevention, when you do it correctly, it has the potential, and this has been shown through research, that it is more effective for OCD and anxiety than any other treatment for any other disorder, which is so freaking cool when you think about it, that ERP, this thing that we can do, and it doesn't necessarily have to be with a therapist one-on-one, -on -one. these are things that I'm teaching you guys right now, that this is more effective for OCD and anxiety than any other treatment for any other disorder. But it does require you to be brave. It does require you to have courage. It does not require you to have confidence. Let me say that again. Doing ERP and, and doing what is necessary to recover from OCD and anxiety, 
It requires you to have courage and bravery. It does not require you to have confidence. So when it comes to you know, pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone to do these exposures, when it comes to reducing your rituals and your compulsions, when it comes to reducing avoidance and doing the scary things, you're going to have to be brave. You're going to have to have courage. You do not necessarily need to feel confident just yet, but that will come. And so courage as far as ERP goes, right? You're going to have to have that courageousness when it comes to even, you know, starting, right? ERP can seem so paradoxical. It seems so freaking backwards. It seems like the opposite, and it is the opposite of everything that you've probably done when it comes to OCD and anxiety, right? So when it comes to facing fears and confronting discomfort, you, of course, are going to have to have courageousness, right? You're going to have to have that bravery. It is brave to do these things when everything inside of you mentally and as far as your body goes, you are wanting to run the other way. Your fight or flight system is literally activated. You are freaking out. Your body is freaking out and you are doing this exposure. You are going in the opposite direction of where your mind and where your body wants you to go. That is incredibly brave. And how do we do that? We do that because we have faith in the process and hopefully you have faith in your therapist or me or whoever it is that is guiding you about this. You have faith in the fact that you have to do something different, that you can't continue to live your life the way that you've been living it and have a good life, right? OCD, we know that as long as we keep ritualizing and as long as we keep giving it what it wants, our world is going to become smaller and smaller. And so with all of the knowledge that I provide you and with all of the things that you've learned and with just how freaking sick that you've probably gotten of OCD and anxiety, you have to take that leap of faith. And sometimes it's going to feel like a 100,000 leaps of faith every single day. It won't always feel like that, but you do need to take those leaps of faith. And what I mean by that is doing things even though you're not 100% sure, doing things even though it is scary, doing things even though it is uncomfortable because all of those things are temporary, they will eventually pay off in the long run. So in the long run, you will eventually become more confident. You won't always have to approach life as though it is a constant exposure. You won't always have to, you know, tiptoe around recovery and all of that. You will eventually build through successful exposures and through the reduction of anxiety over time, you will eventually gradually make that progress and develop that self-confidence and that self-belief that will help you be able to go and live the life that you are wanting without OCD holding you back. So, you know, you're going to go back and forth between courageousness and confidence, right? Every new, more difficult exposure is going to have you have to come back to a place of bravery where you're going to have to go back to doing the hard thing. Yes, even though it is uncomfortable. Yes, even though you aren't sure. And so, you know, you're going to be courageous, do the hard thing, have some confidence, but you're going to have another hard thing waiting for you. And, you know, it's okay to vacillate. There's an interplay, obviously, between that courageousness and confidence, Um, but you will eventually find that balance. And so it's really important in that way to set realistic goals. You want to make sure that this exposure and everything that you're planning is obviously realistic and achievable, all of that stuff as far as goal setting. But it's also really important to celebrate your successes. It's important to give yourself that pat on the back. It's a really big deal, the things that you're doing. Um, I think it can get really easy and tempting sometimes to say like, oh, you know, that exposure wasn't that big of a deal. I did it, but everyone does it, right? Um, I did an exposure with somebody the other day who, you know, reduced a couple of hand washes while he was grocery shopping and he did a great job. That was something that was really difficult for him but he really negated the whole process and just was kind of down on himself about it because 
he didn't want to celebrate his success. He thought that everyone else does that when they're grocery shopping, that that no one else is struggling with grocery shopping the way that he is. And so why celebrate something that everybody else does? Of course, it's really important to celebrate your successes, right? You have to remember that this stuff is hard. It takes bravery. And this is the opposite of everything that your mind and that your body wants you to do. So there are tons of challenges when you uh, are doing exposure and response prevention. You might experience OCD going and playing whack-a-mole on you, you know, trying to latch on to another uh, subtype, which can be really challenging. You might even doubt the fact that you have OCD and anxiety in the first place. And so again, I want you to try to make the brave decisions and make the courageous decisions when it comes to all of those things. That will help you manage all of those setbacks, build resilience throughout the entire recovery process and all of that. So um, when it comes to real life examples, um, there are so many. Oh my gosh, I work with so many people every single day who are constantly doing brave things. Um, But let's just say I was working with somebody the other day who was really, really having a hard time being alone with her dog. She was really struggling with harm intrusive thoughts around being with her dog, which is very common. but her partner was leaving to go out of town for the weekend. And so what she typically would have wanted to do was call a family member or bring a friend over so that she wouldn't have to deal with this obsession or this worry that, oh my gosh, what if I'm alone with my dog? What if I do something? Um, So on and so forth. And so we talked about doing the brave thing and not having that friend or that family member come over because that would have obviously been a ritual. And it would be one thing to invite a friend over or a family member over if you just want to be with them and you want to hang out with them. But it was clear in this situation that that person was wanting that person to come over as a compulsion and as a safety behavior to negate the anxiety that they felt from that obsession of what if I hurt my dog when I'm alone. And so we talked about, yes, it is going to be uncomfortable. Yes, it requires bravery. And she did the brave thing. She did the courageous thing. And as much as she was feeling pulled to and tempted to call someone to come and be with her, she didn't do that because she wanted to stick with the program. She wanted to do the hard thing because she knew that eventually she didn't want to continue to have to rely on other people being there for her. She wanted to be able to be in her home with her dog and and overcome this thing. So uh, as we wrap up here, just want to remind you guys too that you do not have to wait and you shouldn't wait to feel confident before you go and do these hard things. I know it's really tempting to want to wait until you feel better about it. It's always going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. You do not have to wait until that is gone um, because chances are it's just going to continue to feel worse, right? So we have to do the brave thing. We have to do the courageous thing. Um, and you are doing those things every single day. So really proud of you. If you need to learn more about OCD and anxiety and bravery and courage and all of the things um, as it relates to exposure and response prevention so that you can start to get your life back, I would encourage you so much to go to my website, www jennaoverbaughtlpc.com slash masterclasses. There's so much there. And what I think would be particularly a really great kind of graduation from this podcast would be actually my Get Empowered Masterclass. It's called Get Empowered Approaching Anxiety Courageously. It's with my dear friend, Drew Linsalata. He's otherwise known as The Anxious Truth. He has an incredible podcast. He is an author and he's just an incredible OCD and anxiety advocate we did that masterclass together. It's available on my website and it would be the perfect extension of this conversation. And uh, that, that one's even better. We go into more detail, tons of analogies. It's basically, we talked about it as like the Rocky soundtrack for OCD and anxiety. It's intended to be something that you put on to try to pump you up, uh, help you feel empowered. And it's just 
it's perfect. It's amazing. So uh, again, head to my website, check that out. It is www.jennaoverbaughlpc.com slash masterclasses. Um, and specifically that masterclass that I'm re- referencing is the Get Empowered Masterclass with Drew. So I would love to know your feedback. I would love to know all the brave and courageous things that you guys are doing. Next week, we have so many more uh, awesome things to be discussing. So make sure to tune back in next week. Uh, Head to the show notes for more resources and information. And until next time, keep doing all the hard things. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It would mean the world to me if you would take a quick minute to please give it a review. And while you're at it, check out my website at www.jennaoverbaughlpc.com to sign up for my free email newsletter that includes an instant free downloadable PDF to help jumpstart your OCD and anxiety recovery journey. You can also find me on Instagram or TikTok at jenna.overbaugh. If you liked what you listened to here, you can download some of my workshops and courses on OCD, anxiety, and treatment at my website as well. Thank you so much again for tuning in and until next time, keep doing all the hard things.